Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Signs, Wonders, and Miracles. And Pastor James is going to talk about a few neat things tonight as the Spirit leads. Welcome to the broadcast, Pastor James. Well, thank you, my friend. I'm glad to be on. I was saying I was so glad that, you know, there's an opening for me and that that I can be able to minister upon the Word of God, that some man, some woman, some boy or girl, like they say in the pulpit, may be heard something and change their life. i tell you where we're going to start at tonight is in Psalms 118. Psalms 118, starting with the first verse. See, the Bible is, it tells us that man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And most people don't pay attention to that. They read the Bible, but they read over what is written. A lot of times you can question the person about, well, what did the Bible say? And they'll try to quote it and can't quote it because they didn't read they didn't read the Bible. They read over the Bible. And that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. But there's so many people talking about, where's God? I'm going through. I'm scared. I need help. And God already gave all the answers to every life problem in the Bible. One of the three things to look up is Proverbs, Ecclesiastics, and Psalms. Those have the basic or the root words to teach us how to understand the Word of God. You can read it, but you've got to understand what you're reading. And God hides things. That's just the bottom line. Because if you read the book of Proverbs, it'll tell you there's deep secrets, things that are hidden in there. It also says in the Bible where it says deep calls unto deep. That means that for you to understand God's kingdom, how it operates, you got to understand what does it mean by deep. You got to understand what it means that He established things upon the flood, and those are just metaphors a lot of times, and that's why we have such a hard time, because like uh, the word deep refers to water, and also uh, founded upon the flood refers to water. But actually, it's talking about people. God created this planet to be ran by people. He had that in his mind before he even created everything else. And then he tries to tell us, I'll give you a law. And that's what Adam and Eve had to go by the law. The law was not to eat of that fruit of that tree. They violated the law. They had to be judged. And God deals in mercy, but he does have to put out the harsh part of the chastisement because he said, if I love you, I will chastise you so I can get you straight. He's trying to hurt you or anything. He's just trying to get you to get away from sin. And the word sin means to miss the mark. That's all it is. It means you missed the mark. You didn't do what was supposed to be right. But the more we start to study the Word today, we're going to see some things that a lot of people have read the Bible, and I hope they got King James. And if there's any questions out there, if there's anybody out there want to ask any questions, 
you have to tell them how to do it, Dorothy. They just have to press one. And hopefully I can see the little hand go up. We'll see. Okay. All right. Well, is there anybody on the board today? or? There's two people in the queue. Okay. Well, I want to say hello mm-hmm. to the queue up there. If you have any questions, that's before I start teaching, any questions on the Bible, all you do is push one, and Dorothy will recognize you. Uh, where they're from right now. Okay. I'll have to pull that closer because I opened my Bible. Okay. Okay. We've got 816, area code, and a 501. Okay. All right. Well, glad to hear from both of y'all. All right. As I said, if you got any questions or uh, you just push one, as I said, we're getting ready to start it. Psalms uh, 118 today, because I want people to see the hidden meaning behind what's written there. And that way you'll get to understand the rules of the kingdom. People always want to do kingdom work and stuff. They always, well, I'm working for the kingdom. I'm working for the kingdom. No, the kingdom works for you, but only if you understand the rules. So... Let's start off here then uh, with prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before the throne room of grace and mercy and peace and love and the Holy Spirit, thanking you for this day that you have made that we will rejoice and be glad in it. I thank you that you go ahead of us, behind us, beside us, inside of us, leading us, guiding us, and showing all truths. For you said it's the truth that has set us free. And, Father, as the person's eyes are being opened as Elijah prayed for his uh his servant, Lord, I ask you to open up their ears that they may be able to hear and give them an understanding of what the word says so that they may enter in the kingdom of God like a little child and be fed and be full in Jesus Christ's name. And we all say amen. Amen. All right. Well, let's see. Let's start off here. Uh, Psalms 118, it says, Give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, because his mercy endures forever. Now, if as we look at it, it tells us what is God. He is good. And what is he? what does he try to do? His mercy. His mercy. In other words, that's how we're saved. It ain't that you earned your way in, or I read so many scriptures, or I prayed for so long, or I fasted for so long. If you read into the New Testament, you'll find, I think it's Luke, the 18th chapter, where it shows where this man said, well, I'm I'm not like this other person here. I fast twice a week. I give my tithes and everything. But who did Jesus say was justified? Was the man just, wouldn't he raise his eyes up and just beat on his chest and say, Lord, have mercy. Mercy, that's what we're talking about. Mercy on me, a sinner. And Jesus said he was the one that was justified. That's because you can't earn salvation. Nothing you can do to buy salvation. Jesus is the salvation, and he purchased us by his death, burial, and resurrection according to the scriptures. So here it is. It says, well, he is good, and his mercy endures forever. Then it says, let Israel now say, 
it, that's another thing I want you all to understand. The word now don't mean in the past or in the future. It means present. This is where we got to operate in. We got to operate in the present to change our future. We can't go back and change our past. So it says, let Israel. The word Israel means to wrestle with. That's what the name means, to wrestle with God. Let his mercy endure us forever. Let the house of Aaron, which means priest, say, let his mercy endure us forever. Let them now that fear the Lord say, let his mercy endure us forever. That's us. When it says, let them now that fears the Lord. See, there is a difference between the Jew and Gentile. A Jew is one who has a covenant with God because of Abraham. We are, we are brought into the covenant through Jesus Christ. But there are always going to be that distinction. The, the Jews have 613 laws. We have seven laws we have to keep. Now, you want to look those seven laws up? It's called the Norak laws. It was named after Noah. All right, let's keep going here. Now, here it is, uh, the fifth verse. I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answers me and set me in a large... Now, you see what it says? I, I want you to get this because it's so important how to get God, the, the kingdom, to operate in your life. He said, I called upon the name of the Lord in my distress. The Lord answers me and set me in a large place. The Lord is at my side. See, it's getting personal. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord takes my part with them that helps me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hates me. When you get it, that's why the Bible tells us that we should gather together. As knowing the time is running short, but being together, one can put a thousand Two ten thousand. What are we talking about? We're talking about spirits. Who tackles you? Demons do. Devils do. Witches and warlocks do. They practice their craft. That's why they call it witchcraft. We, as believers in Jehovah, have not really been practicing our craft because when we walk in front of them, they should fear us. We don't fear them. What can man do to us when God is on your side? When you're going through problems and you're saying, why is it I can't get this job? Why is it I can't get this husband? Why is it I can't get this wife? Why can't I get Listen, stop worrying about the problem and seek the one who can answer the problem, which is the king who's in the kingdom. Let's look at this now. It says, it is better, it, it is better to trust in the Lord then put your confidence in man or carnal-minded thinking. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in prince. Well, on this earth here, we have a lot of spiritual demons, and most of them are, are very few of them are kings. Most of them are what they call prince. And so when you talk about the prince of, of the devils, bells above and stuff like that, but when you're talking about uh, a king is usually, uh, it can be different names on them, like it can be the name of a country and stuff. But most of that, when you're talking about a king, you're talking about Lucifer and his dominion. All right? Let's keep on going. 
It says, all nations compassed about, and in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. This is very important. I want you to look at this. All nations. What does that mean? It means those that don't have a covenant with God are one true God. And it says, now here's this is where they're really going to get really important. But it says, in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. Now, I want you to pay attention to that because 11 is going to say something a little bit different. It says, in, in the 10th one again, in the name of the Lord will I, I, will I destroy them. Then the next one says, then compassed about me. Yeah, they compassed about me. But in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. Now, if you go back to 10, you'll see it, it says it differently. Whereas by the word Lord, you'll see it says, will I destroy them? In this one, when you get down there, you'll see the word Lord, you'll see it says, I will destroy them. The first part is trying to, is asking the question, will I have the, a, a knowledge or will I have the anointing? Because the anointing operates through you, but you don't control the anointing. So you're asking the question, will I destroy them? Then you come back with the confidence that God's word is true. And that's what says, and in the name of the Lord, I, I'm getting personal now, I will destroy them. They, they can pass about me like bees. They are quenched as the fire of the uh, thorns. For in the name of the Lord, I, I, see, personal, I will destroy them. What it's trying to say, as you build yourself up in the spirit, in the word of God, through you, it's not you, it's him. The confidence that you have in the word is what is where you'll end up going. Little confidence, little place to go. Big confidence, a lot of place to go in the spirit realm. When he talks about the bees and stuff, those are weapons that we can use against spiritual warfare. So you're getting ready to move into a house. First thing you want to do is open up your Bible, the Psalms 91. Once you open up your Bible, the Psalms 91, then you need to quote scriptures of weaponry that you use against the spirit that's in there. Leave the door open because you don't want to trap the demons in your house. You want them out. Then you pray frankincense and myrrh. You can buy it at the grocery store. Pray over it and spray your house. Then call those things, Satan, get out of here. Talk to him. I know people think you're crazy, but I'm trying to tell you, we didn't write the book. The book wrote us. So cast them out thin and close your door and be satisfied that God's spirit is going to stay in your house. All right. You call the sun that are high. Then it says, thus they sore at me that I might fall, but the Lord helped me. Who is the Lord? He is the word. The word will help if you'll do it. I'm trying to tell you. I I, I was at a, a hotel one time. I was married. And um, the owner of the place came in 2 o'clock in the morning. But the manager had let me stay there because I didn't have no money, no job, no nothing. He just felt sorry for me and my family. 
The owner came in, and what did he do? He said, who's staying in that room and ain't getting no money? And the manager told him, he said, you call him up and tell him to get out of there right now, and you tell him, don't even don't even sit in the parking lot in his car. Get out my parking lot. So I went to the Bible, and the Bible says, I will make your enemies at peace with you. And so I quoted that scripture. Now, 2 o'clock in the morning, only God would be able to hear me, and God only God can help me. But I went on down to the down to the place where the manager was, I mean the owner was, and I told him, I said, listen, I ain't got no job. I don't have no money. I said, I got my family here, and I will pay you as soon as I get a job and as soon as I get some money. He said, I don't care about you and your family. You're going to leave out of here now. And I heard what he said, and I had already prayed, Lord, I need help. That's in Psalms 12. There's a word, two words. Lord, help. I said, Lord, help. I need help. So anyway, I'm making a long story short. As I started to the door, I said that prayer again. I said, Lord, you said you would make my enemies at peace with me. That man's my enemy. All of a sudden, as I was grabbing the door handle, the man said, I don't know why I'm doing this. He said, I'm a Muslim. I don't know why I'm doing this. He said, come back here. I came back. He said, how much you need to pay for this, these nights that he's been here? And how much more do you need? And the manager told him, he paid it. Then he said, how much money do you need to live off of? I told him, he gave it to me. I went out that door with a smile on my face because God's word works if you will work the word. But you've got to have confidence that God is what he said he is, a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You have to live by every word. I'm trying to tell you, Satan will come and try to, uh, to keep you confused. And I call it, if y'all got a pencil and paper, I want y'all to remember these three letters. M-D-M. M-D-M. I'm giving you a chance to get a piece of paper or kind of remember it. Hopefully you can go back and listen to this. M-D-M. M means uh, manipulation, D is distraction, and M means misdirection. Most weapons that Satan always uses, and we are usually fall for them if we don't have the word of God operating in our minds. It can't just, I, I believe, I think I believe, or I hope I believe. No. They have to be operating in your mind. That's why it says, Romans, the 12th chapter, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing or changing of your mind. The spiritual realm is real. I pray for people over the phone. They get healed. Why? It's not me. It's understanding the kingdom and how it operates. I pray for people to get jobs. Next thing you know, they have a job. Why? because I'm operating in the kingdom understanding. And that's why I, when we was up there at the 10th uh, verse just now, I showed you where it says, will I destroy them? Then it comes back with the answer, I will destroy them. All right. Okay, now this is the thing. I can give testimony after testimony what God has done for me. And let's get down to this. When I was in the hospital, I had a, a stroke, 
had three blockages in my brain. They took me into the room to give their diagnosis of what they were going to do for me. And all of a sudden, the Lord spoke to me. He said, if you will say, I will not die and live and proclaim the works of God, he said, I will heal you. Well, that's in, we're in the scriptures right now. It says, the 17th verse, I will, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. When I said that, uh, they pushed me into the room. I was instantly healed. The blockage was gone. My slurred speech was gone. My strength was back in my hand. And I had had that stroke for over eight hours. And the medical field will tell you, you had something permanent going to happen or it's going to take a long time to get healed. But I was instantly healed. I was saying, if anybody got any questions, go ahead and push one now or any comments before we go on further. Anybody else out there, uh, Dorothy? There are people out there. There's more people coming in. The, wow. There's a <laughs> lot of people in the queue. No hands raised, though. Oh, okay. The way you get the hands raised, you got to push one. Uh, do you have any comments, Dorothy? No, but a hand just went up. Well, where'd it go? Okay. There it is. Let me open that mic. Area code 864. Your mic is open. Hello? Oh, that's... Hey, Pastor James. Hey, how you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. How are you? Amen. Doing the same. Did you uh, understand what I'm teaching about? Yes, sir. I wanted to go back to the MDM, and you said the okay. first M was what? Uh manipulation you know how things people trying to manipulate you and stuff and how you try to manipulate people that's what the word manipulation okay and that d was the uh distraction and the m was direction misdirection mis misdirection there you go okay those are the three things on that Uh Those are, I'm glad you asked because those are the three things that comes against everybody, everybody. You get up every day. One of those three, well, most of the time it's going to be two of them together. It's going to attack your your mind or your sanity because they don't want you to spend time to say, well, the word works, and then you work the word. But most of the time they say, well, well it, it works for somebody, but it ain't going to work for me. But I learned since I've gone to you. If I take I take the expressions God give me through you and I apply them, I see that they do work. Even though mm-hmm. time I might. And then you know we have to go back to James first one. You know we're going to be tried and have temptations, and we're going to be tossed to and fro, but we have our anchor in Jesus. That's right. That is so right. All okay. right. Well, thanks, Doctor. Thank you. All right. God bless. God if bless you, too. There, okay. Anyone else out there that has any questions or comments? All right. But I, I like your saying, you know, you you work the word and the word works you. I, I just really like that because uh-huh. that's so true. So true. Yeah. That's, that's why so many people don't have the blessings that they should have. It ain't that the blessings are not trying to come to them. It's that they don't 
I understand you got to do it the way God says, though. And so that's what we're going to be talking about next here. Uh, anybody else got anything before we go to our next part? All right, we're getting ready to go to Matthew, the sixth chapter, and the 24th verse. Matthew, the sixth chapter, and the 24th verse. These are rules for the kingdom of God that you may operate in it. It's just like you have a machine, a car. That car will sit there all day long and won't do nothing unless you know what you have to do first. You have to, first of all, turn on the key. Second of all, you got to put it into a drive, either forward or reverse. Then you also got to make sure that you keep the maintenance on this thing by putting oil and uh, water and gas. All these things are the same thing with the kingdom of God. You've got to understand it is a vehicle for you to operate in this world so that you may get the blessing. Right. Matthew, the sixth chapter, and the 24th verse. You feel like reading, uh, Dorothy? Give me a minute. I've got the tablet on top of the Bible now, Matthew. Okay. Let me find it. No problem. That gives other people a chance to. Matthew, the sixth chapter, and the 24th verse. These pages are so thin. Oh, don't feel lonely. I had had about me three new Bibles, and I've been through them all. So I'm trying to get through it enough kind of crumbling them up by accident. and I like my Bible to be per- pristine where it's perfect to me. All right. I just want to give a shout-out to all my friends out there in Radio Land and to my family. Uh, and praise the Lord for y'all, those that's turned in and stuff. And my, my church family of Jesus Christ Teaching Ministries. That's what we're here for, to teach what the Word says with signs wonders, and miracles. All okay, right. I'm ready. All right, go ahead. Matthew six twenty four. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. He cannot serve God and mammon. All right, now, let's look at that. It says, no man, so we're talking about mankind. It's not just man, it's talking about men and women. Cannot serve two masters. The word master normally means Lord, L-O-R-D, okay? Either he will hate one and love the other. So we only got two masters to serve, truthfully. Either we serve the most high God or we serve the prince of the air, and the prince of the air is Satan and Lucifer and all those others that's flying around the air here in on the earth. Now, it says you will hate one and love the other, or else you will hold the one and uh, to one and despise the other. What it's talking about, 
Either you're going to believe one or the other. Either you're going to believe the truth or you're going to believe the lie. Either you're going to be confused or you're going to understand. This is why we study, but you have to have the right teachers so you can be taught. Because without a true teacher, you will miss what the word says because God hides things. And he reveals it to them that diligently seek him. All right? It says you cannot serve God and mammon. The reason they use that word mammon, mammon, is uh, he's one of the big ones. And he has all kinds of spirits under him that work for him. And most of the time it's, uh, it's materialistic. People are uh, selfish. That's one of his biggest things. They're selfish. They don't want to be corrected. That's why the Bible says if you correct a scornful person, you get scorned. So it's better not to say anything to them. Sometimes if a person is ignorant, it's better to let them be ignorant instead of trying to show them the way because they may not want to hear it because they have to be called to be able to hear God's spirit. Now, yes, God can talk to them. Yes, God can uh, speak to them, but most of the time they don't hear him. They hear the other two voices. There's three voices that you hear, the devil, the most high God, and yourself. And you've got to discern, which means to judge, which one is talking. And a lot of times, if it hurts your feelings and stuff, you know it ain't God talking to you unless you're doing what's wrong. But most times, it is yourself or the devil trying to condemn you. So the main thing is get back to the word. But like I told you, if you'll work the word, the word will work for you. All right, well, you go ahead and read, Dorothy. 25. Therefore, I say unto you, no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink. Not yet, nor yet for your body, what ye shall not put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit under unto his stature? Trying to get light on this. And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Okay, now let's just hold up right there. Now, I let her keep on reading because I want you to understand this has nothing to talk about birds and flowers, and anything else. It tells you how the word operates in the kingdom. In other words, stop worrying about things. Worry is a demonic spirit. Depression is a demonic spirit. 
But God has told us, don't think about the things of this world because you will get confused. Think about the things on in heaven. What is heaven? The word of God. That's why it says, I will keep their mind in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on the Lord. Who is the Lord? It is the word of God. You find your promises, and you step on those promises. I know this preacher, he's dead now, but he had a, a disease that was killing him, and he was only a young kid, and the doctor said, there's nothing else we can do for him, and he's going to be dead within a week. And what he did was he took his Bible, pushed it off of his bed onto the floor. Now, nobody was in the room but him. Pushed that Bible off and onto the floor and pushed himself up to stand on top of the Bible. And he said, Lord, I'm standing on your word. And he got healed, and he lived to be over 80-some years old. If you work the word, the word will work for you. But you've got to have confidence and understanding that the Bible is metaphors, and it's all trying to teach you the one thing is to have faith in God. There'll be, if you look at it up, it's uh, Mark, the 11th chapter, and the 22nd verse. Have faith in God. What does that mean? Faith means trust. God means the word. Have trust that the word will work. If you'll trust the word will work for you, it will work for you. What happens if it don't work for me? You're bringing in negativity, cutting off your blessings. You're stopping the flow of God to come for you. What happens if it don't happen right away? Still believe. Just hold on. That's why it says be silent and let God do his work. He knows what the time is and everything else. That's why I told you all to read Proverbs, Ecclesiastics, and Psalms. All right, let's keep on going here. So all that up there refers to earthly things or shirts and clothes and food and all the rest of it, but it's also referring to you, you're carnal-minded and selfish. So, well, i got to take care of myself. No, God's got to take care of you. Worrying about if nothing happens for you. Your job is to obey the word of God. I'm trying to tell you. You will enter into his rest. And when you do that, oh, God's got everything. Then you'll understand. He's always had everything. Your job is just to learn to obey. Obedience is better than sacrifice and all burnt offerings. You cannot earn yourself with God. He gives who he wants to give to. The scripture says, I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. When you speak, I want you to speak as an ambassador of mine. I want you to speak as an oracle. In other words, the word is written in your heart so that you may not sin against God. You will speak these things with faith or trust. God's word said it. I believe it. That's it. All right, let's keep going. God so clothes the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is cast in the oven, shall he not much more clothe ye, O you little faith? Therefore take no thought, 
saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Now look at that part on 32 where it says, For after all these things do the Gentile. Gentile means somebody who does not have a covenant with God. What is a covenant? It's agreement. That And the agreement is, if you could call yourself a Christian, I think it's in the Bible about three or four times, but it wasn't that they called themselves Christian. It was other people calling them Christian. It means that you surrender to the word of God and you receive the things that God has for you according to the scriptures. When Paul started talking about God, he would always say, according to the scriptures. When Peter would talk, he would say, according to the scriptures. When Jesus would talk, he said, according to the scriptures. The scriptures is where the life is. The words are not dead words on a dead page. It's alive. And that's why when it says, for after all these things do the Gentiles speak, but your heavenly Father knows that you have need of these things. All right. Now, here's the, one of the most important parts of this, of this dialogue. Go ahead and read, Dorothy. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought of the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Now look at that 33. That's one of the things I would love to teach you all about uh, numbers and stuff, what God does with numbers. But we just, right now, we're just sticking it there. We'll take it at a, a step-by-step, baby level. All right? It says, but see ye first, the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom? Kingdom is where the king is. And what does the king do? He makes rules. Then it says of God. The word God, as you notice, it's a capital uh, a G but a small O-D, which means the word. So now we look at, well, first of all, we got to understand the rules of the word and its righteousness to do what is right. And all these things shall be added unto you. What things? The things we read up there. He will take care of your food. He will take care of your clothes. He will take care of uh, everything you need, he will supply. That's why in the scriptures it says, For my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches, not your riches, his riches in glory. And then it says, By Christ Jesus. It doesn't say Jesus Christ. Go back and read it. It says Christ Jesus. There's a reason for all this. But I'm trying to get you all into more of a faith of what the word does. Because the more you understand the word, the more the, the spirit of God will rest, rule, and abide in you, and he will give you revelation knowledge. I call it flowing. But revelation knowledge means that the Holy Spirit is the one who does it for you. But only if you surrender yourself. That's why I said if you uh, uh, resist the devil, all right, the first thing was submit yourself unto God, which is the word. Resist the devil by speaking the word, and he will run from you. Why? Because God's spirit is in you. And that's why we say greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. 
then you start to understand what it says, that the spirit operates severally as he will. He operates to you. He just, you don't have to practice on what to say. The spirit will flow through you, and you will speak. That's why I say flowing in the spirit. He will speak through you, and you'll be saying, how do I know these things? I don't understand how I know this. But you read the scriptures. You read the seed. The seed is planted. God does the water, and he gets the increase. Now, as I told you, the first thing that says is, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Therefore, take no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thought of, of the things of itself. I told you, you've got to live in the now. Now faith is. Now, not tomorrow, not yesterday, now is. What about what happened to me yesterday? What happened to me a month ago? What happened when I was a kid? You cannot change the past. It happened. The only thing you can do is change the present now and pray that it will change your future. But you don't know if you're going to be here. I have uh, some friends of mine that retire, and you don't know. They retired, and within a week's time or a month's time, they were dead. I told them they should have retired way before. I retired 20 years ago, and never a day did I ever decide I want to go back to work. I'm trying to tell you, when you rest in God's word, you're going to make enemies. People are going to talk about it. They're going to make fun of you and stuff because you don't talk the way they talk. You don't do the same things they used to do anymore. So now they become religious, and religious is what destroyed Jesus. But Jesus surprised religion. He rose from the dead. I'm trying to tell you, he taught the word, and he said, take thought uh, uh, sufficient of the day of evil thereof. Every day you got a warfare. I don't know anybody who doesn't get up having a warfare. You got to get up out of the bed first thing in the body. Sometimes you say, I ain't getting up. Sometimes your man says, I don't want to think. Oh, you know all these people talking bad things about me. So your mind is constantly in warfare. That's why it says, keep your mind stayed on the Lord. Back to the word. Speak the word. Like I get up in the morning, and one of the things I say in at our church, this is the day the Lord has made. I will. I'm making a choice. I will rejoice in it. And I like that part too. And be glad. Sometimes it's a sacrifice to, to say that. Sometimes it's, it's pushing you down because you've got all the things of the world coming again. But then you make up your mind. I'd rather believe God. If he says that uh, this is the day that he made and I should be rejoicing, I'm going to rejoice in it. What happens if everything goes bad? I'm still rejoicing because in the end I know what's happening. The world is going to be destroyed, but God's word lives forever. And I'd rather be depending on God's word than trying to depend on myself. Amen. Well, anybody out there got any questions or answers or comments? Is that the the way to talk? You have to. Uh, Dorothy said you you have to push one on your telephone, and one. I like, think before uh, have another question because her hand just flashed. Let me. Okay. Hello. Open the mic. Hello, Apostle. There you go. Can you hear Hello. me, Apostle? Yeah. Um, we when we talk about that scripture about you know we stand today. So tomorrow belongs to God. 
So I learned the principle that if I spend the day and I tell myself tomorrow belongs to God, I, I keep myself focused on today, uh, doing what he gives me or whatever he to me or what, confessing the work constantly, studying to show myself approved. And so I found myself being eased by knowing that, okay, I'm going to live today, but tomorrow belongs to God. God will deal with that tomorrow, but we'll deal with today. I stay in the day. Okay. Now, you know what I just said? That it says, this is the day the Lord has made, and I will rejoice this day. Tomorrow, I don't know if I'm going to be here. But right. I I have to deal with this day, and I have to do it according to the word, not according to what I think. One of the things is, like I tell people, we are selfish. It's about ourselves. We want this. We want that. God is not a genie, and he's not a butler. He watches and he judges us according to the way we think. And that's why I tell people, we've got to stop this being selfish and thinking the way we want to think. But as you said, you read the word, you speak the word, you confess the word. That's what you have to do. That's what the people have to do. You do these things, and God will bless you. But you That's know, you use, you. That, uh, huh? you use that example. You use that in Bible study. I don't know who you'd be talking about because I did finally get me a, um, a speaker so I could hear clearly. But sometimes I still don't hear everything. But you use that example that they used to study the scripture day and night. Not to see if they were true, but they they state they. I can't remember how you say it, but I hear what you say, but I don't always know where to find it at. Well, that's why if you uh, hear what I said, you can look it up on the internet, and it will show yeah. you. you know, like you say a few words, it should show you where the scriptures yeah, are. Yeah, no, I said, sir. I'm just saying that, you know, sometimes you, I, I get so many things because what you said about that would keep me in perfect peace of mind to stay on thee because trusting thee, God gave me that one morning. And you know what? I just went with it. And I said, God, I'm going to choose your peace. I'm not going to worry about what I see, feel, or think or my circumstances. So I, I learn daily. I might go out this way one day. He might have me doing war the next day. I, I don't know, but I just choose to believe him and take him at his word because he's a trustworthy person. So I that's, just, right. that's what I that's what I learned. I'm learning from being with you and taking yeah. what you tell me to do and suddenly show myself approved. Workmen need to not be ashamed, right? He divided the word of truth. Mm-hmm. One of the days I'll teach you on that either. All right. Well, let's let somebody else in because we got other people on the line. Thank you again. All right, you said you had some other hands up, Dorothy? No, not yet. Oh, okay. No, no, why I bother doing that, because it jumped up to the top, so. <laughs> All right, then. Well, as I said, uh, we took care of that. Now, I'm going to get to one of the things that most people don't realize. We're judgmental. Oh, I didn't know I was judgmental. Yeah, we all judgmental, but we have to train not to be. That's why the seventh. We're going to go down now to the seventh chapter of Matthew, and the first verse. That way, you're already there at Matthew. 
Matthew, the okay. seventh chapter, and the first verse. It says, Judge yep. not. Yep. That you be not judged. For what judgment you judge, it shall be you shall be judged. And with the measure you meet, it shall be measured unto you. So now what is it's telling you? Don't go around finding fault with people. We can find fault. Uh, my cousin this and my sister that and my brother this, we can find fault with people. But you got to remember, when you find fault with somebody else, you're gonna find they're going to find fault with you. It's a spiritual law. That's just it. It doesn't have to be right or wrong. It's a spiritual law. So if you want to be blessed, you don't find what's wrong with people, and you don't talk about what's wrong with people. You talk about what's right with people because the people didn't create themselves. God did. The things that you go through sometimes, it's God that's putting you through it. He wants you to de- develop patience because of all the things that you're going through. It's de- develop patience. God wants you to depend on him for everything. Well, my kids are not saved. Uh, my my relatives are not saved. Don't focus on that. Focus on that. God's word can do anything but fail. It will not come back void. If God sent the word for your kids to be saved, they shall be saved. If God sent the word that your cousins and stuff shall be saved, they shall be saved. Well, I'm, I'm fasting for my family, and I'm praying hard for my family. I'm trying to tell you how this operates. It's not you praying hard and all this, because I, I, I say one of my main prayers is help, Lord. That's it. People ask me, why don't you pray for me? I just did, because I can't do nothing for you. And anything, all the things I be saying over you, they ain't helping you. But God can. And what is that when I'm saying, Lord, help? I'm saying word help. The spiritual word and the written word. Spiritual. All right, you call from the high. But I'm trying to tell you, stop judging people. The Bible, if you read the rest of it, it'll give you some more about that later on, about uh, judge not because, you know, your brother got a, a, a splinter in his eye. But you got this big old tree in yours, and you're trying to tell him what he needs to do or she needs to do. And first of all, you got to get that criticism out of you. You got to get that judgmental spirit out of you. You got to get that self you. Then you can be able to help somebody else. Yes, Lord. You know that I love the way the Word of God is set. We're going to skip over right now to the, the, we're still in the seventh chapter, and the 28th verse. Matthew, the seventh chapter, and the 28th verse. And it says this, and it came to pass when Jesus entered the saying, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one who having authority and not as a strive. What it means is 
He taught them as it, hey, this is what's going to happen to operate in your life. This is how the kingdom operates. The other men, when they say scribe, it's somebody who carries around the law on on parchment or what we say, a person that's a Bible thumper. Man, I'm going to hit the head with this Bible, and God's going to have mercy on you, and God's going to do this to you, and God's going to, listen, worry about you instead of what God's going to do to somebody else. I keep trying to tell you, you speak positive things about people, and they will change according to God's calling them in. If he ain't calling them in, I don't care how much you pray for them, ain't changing. Yes, Lord. Let me go to one more thing, and then we get ready to, I want to be out the air by 12, I mean 7 here, so I got nine minutes. Let's turn to uh, 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. As I said, when you start understanding, it is not you don't control the spirit, the spirit controls you. 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, and the first verse. You know, one thing, I have a, uh, one of our members at the church, and as he tried to explain it to people, we're all one body. We're here to help one another, not to tear down one another. Well, my body ain't doing what's right, so speak over it like you want it to be right, and eventually, if God is calling, it's going to change. You may not be here when it happens, but you'll get you'll get credit. You'll get credit. All right. You saw that a high. Get to the thirteenth verse. Uh first Corinthians the twelfth chapter and the thirteenth verse. For one for by one spirit we are all baptized into one body. Rather we be Jew or Gentile. I keep telling you there's two sets of people here. There's either those that believe in Jehovah or Jehovah or Yahweh or whatever way you want to pronounce it, or those that don't believe in him. And they call Gentiles. That's what we were until we were introduced to the truth, who is Jesus. It says, rather they be bond or free have been made free, been made to drink unto one spirit. What does that mean, one spirit? Let me explain it real quick. One spirit means understanding, understanding the truth. That's why Jesus said that those that worship the Father must worship him in spirit and in truth. The spirit means understanding. It gives you understanding. It is the one that operates through you to give you what you need to do. That's why it says that it operates severally as he will, not as you will. But if you want him to do this, you must surrender yourself, get rid of pride. That's one of the biggest ones, pride and selfishness. Before you speak, check yourself. Is this something that's going to help build up somebody, or is this going to tear down somebody? A lot of times people use, as I told you, they use the Bible as a weapon, and that's not what it's supposed to be used for. 
It says with a soft voice to get them to turn away from wrath. The Bible says get along with everybody if possible. Now, I know some people will work your last nerve, but your job is not to obey what you feel, but what does the word say? Yes, Lord. All right. Well, as I said, we've been talking almost an hour here, so I'm asking, I'm leaving it open again. Anybody want to ask any questions? Or all you have to do is push one, and she'll see your hand go up. All right, Dorothy, you have anything to say? I think a lot of us miss this lesson of one body. I know the hand can't get anywhere without a foot to take it there. So you mm-hmm. shouldn't know to dismiss the foot, you know? Mm-hmm. That is a good lesson. We forget that sometimes. And when you treat people with love, they they respond much better. They just do. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm going to talk about signs, wonders, and miracles real quick. Here it is. A sign is the word. A miracle is what God steps in. He's trying to give us what we need. So signs, wonders, and miracles. If you'll do these things, you'll get to see the things I've seen. I've seen blind eyes open, deaf ears open, animals come back from the dead, um, uh, legs stretched out, demons come out of folks. But you got to, first of all, before you can operate in these things, you've got to understand the rules of the kingdom. And as I said, one of the rules is Matt, I mean, uh, Mark, the 11th chapter in the 22nd verse, where it says, have faith in God. That means have trust in the word. Okay, next week I'll talk more about signs and wonders and stuff which are written in the Bible. And if you listen and do what I tell y'all to do, to understand that you become polyparic. Whatever the Holy Spirit says, that's what you say. If the Holy Spirit tells you to jump up and down, you don't hesitate to think about it. You jump up and down. You never know what the Lord gave me once. He said, yeah, I tell a person to jump up and down, and they didn't jump, and it was a snake bile. Best thing is do what he says. Think about it later. Stop criticizing. Criticism is not going to help you any. Only blessings. When you report to heaven, and everybody will have to report to heaven, what about those that are going to hell? they got to report to heaven, too. It's called the Great White Throne Judgment. And one of the questions that's going to be asked up there is, what did you do with my son? And if they'll be trying to think, well, what do you mean? I'm going to tell you what it means. What did you do with the word? Did you live by the word or not? Did you trust the word or not? Either you accept Jesus or you re- or you repel him. I'm trying to tell you, you want to make sure when you go up there, you hear that word, I did what was right, and I know that I hear that word, enter into the joys of the Lord, my good and faithful servant. All right, Dorothy, I'm finished. Unless you got something. No, I'm good, I think. Um, you know, sometimes it takes me a while. Oh, but I <laughs> this is um we do need to learn this lesson more deeply because 
if we're not led by the Spirit every day, we're not mm-hmm. going anywhere good. You know, we're just not. Mm-hmm. So, and we're here to serve Him, not serve ourselves. There so, he is. You. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got it. Oh, there's eight six four asking a question again. Let me see. Signs was the word. What did you say? Miracles was. I mean, I wanted the miracles. Okay. Signs, wonders, and miracles is the word of God operating in in God and producing the miracles of God. I didn't say it that way, but that's what it means. In other words, God wants to give you an understanding, and he gives us different levels of learning. So as, as in his first level, the basic you, level. Could you uh, repeat what meant, what the wonders meant? Uh, as I say, I only gave you what I heard the Lord speak. I don't have I this memory. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. I got to get to the next time. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. This message does archive, and you can listen to it again, honey. So if you forget anything, you can get it. So then. how do I get? How do I get it if I want to listen to it again? Okay. Um. Pastor Kenneth, did you send her the link? Uh, I can. Why don't you do that? And it archives on that site. Okay. That link, it takes about 20 minutes to process. Okay. And then it's up there, and you can listen to it again anytime you want. Okay, I would like to have it, sir. Well, I'll, I'll send it to you right on the broadcast now. Okay. So, well, I understand that. All right, then, Dorothy. Well, you going to and pray for us uh, for dismissal? Um, wait a minute. Someone else has their hand up. Okay. Eight one five. Hi. Yes. Uh, can you send that link to everyone that's on the text message? I wow, I, he can't see the studio. Um, let me see. If he has a, has a list. Uh, he Actually, he can send it to me, and I'll send it to everybody. There you go. That sounds like a plan. Okay, who's this? Deborah. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, well, I'm going to let you go, and uh, go ahead and pray for a dismissal. Me? Oh, well, I thought you was going to do it. All right, I'll do it. Um, I'm not good at speaking, really, but I will try it. <laughs> Father, I ask that you bless each and every one with open ears and eyes, not just the ones who listen to, listen to it live, but those who will listen to the archives. This lesson get deep into their hearts so that it becomes second nature. They don't even have to think about it. They just do it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, hopefully I'll be on again next week, God's will, and every every week that you need me on. Hopefully my friend Jamil will hurry up and come back. 
All right. Well, God bless. Bye, bless. <laughs>